that was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 35-year-old Shanna, who has been dating 47-year-old Paul for the last month. Shanna was excited as Paul was texting almost every day, and a few dates even included meeting out with his friends. But Shanna is now confused, as the two have only seen each other once since having sex. Paul texted on Wednesday of last week to meet up that night for a drink, but because she wasn't able to, Shanna suggested meeting over the weekend. Paul replied with a friendly gif, but Shanna hasn't heard from him since, which is now about five days. Shanna really likes Paul and wants to see this relationship be more than just casual. So she comes on Make Him Wonder today, seeking clarity and to get guidance on where she goes from here. Welcome, Shanna. Hi. How did you meet Paul? Uh, we met on an online dating app. And... Could you do the steps that I suggest? Did you do the phone call? And then tell us about that. So he called me. It was a brief call. He asked me out, and we went for a drink. We both have kids, so we figured out a time that worked for both of us. And it was, yeah, it was about an hour, an hour and a half. And we liked each other. And then he asked me out again. Did he ask you out there or in text? In text. He, he showed me that he seemed like he liked me, and then he uh, texted me. And when did you go out again? Like how soon after? I don't remember, like, the details, but, um, yeah, I think it was a few days later. And where did you go for that first date? Um, it was kind of like um, hookah lounge. It was It was very small he suggested the spot it was like a cozy we sat on a couch side to side by side and what was that like was it flirty and touchy-feely no so the first time was was pretty formal just just talking a little bit personal you know personal details interest and that's about it so you say he has children does that mean he's divorced Yes, he has two children and um, divorced twice, actually. How many years or how long from the second wife? His second child is nine years old, and he moved to Miami about a, a little over a year ago. So, again, how long divorced? I'm not sure about the exact. I mean, he told me, I remember asking, and he told me. Um, and I was like, well, your daughter's nine. It was like, I'm divorced. Uh, five. It didn't really like add up so 
quickly in my mind. I remember being a little confused. Yeah, basically he said his daughter's nine and they moved a year ago and maybe divorced a little before that, maybe two years. When you say they, meaning him and the daughter or all of them? Uh, they all, uh, he moved with his kids and then the uh, daughter's mom moved here a little bit after. So it's a little murky. I mean, yeah, people move here all the time. His answer, I guess, was a little confusing to me when when he gave me the exact, like, the numbers. It wasn't, yeah, I was, like, trying to make the math. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is mathing. <laughs> but it didn't seem like something I wanted to ask again and again. Like, what were the exact, how many years exactly? I, I think it was a phone call at that point when I asked him. Like the exact, when, how long ago did you get divorced? And, and you never really got an answer? I mean, he told me, he answered, and I remember like trying to do the math in my mind. It wasn't adding up so much, but mm -hmm. I didn't want to like ask again. But tell me, what was the answer? I don't remember. He was like five years, oh, we're, we're, we're not together. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's murky. I, I hear you. Yeah. We want to keep that in the back of our minds. So from the first date, tell us how it went from there and when you first had sex. Okay. So the, the second time we met, he invited me on his boat for like a boat ride. At that point, I wasn't like thinking it's going to be too intimate um, or anything like that because, I mean... There was a lot going on in the world, and I just, you know, it just sounded like such a nice way to spend my evening, you know, just like on a boat ride and, you know, romantic. It just sounded like a really nice idea. So I went on the boat ride. His boat had like a, it was like a house, you know. I, I was like thinking it's going to be this small little boat, but it was like legit like sitting on a couch having a drink it was very intimate so i mean i didn't we didn't have sex that time but he did kiss me and later on i realized it was a little bit too too much of an of an intimate sec you know meeting for the second time yep it was how long did you spend that boat ride maybe two hours okay what happened next he kept in touch. He would text me, um, you know, like at least once a day, most days. We were going to meet on a Friday, I think, after that. And I said, okay, why don't you meet me, you know, at this place? I knew a place where, you know, it's easy, to, easy for both of us to get to, and it's more of like a, a fun place where, you know, we could just have a nice time and go home. So, you know, like I just kind of suggested myself where we should go so that I could meet him there and then go home. Basically, it was like a big social, kind of like they have a bar, but they also have some games and ping pong. So I just like suggested we play ping pong that night, you know, and it was fun. And I, I felt like we got that extra, you know, date in where I meet him there and go home and he doesn't pick me up. Okay, keep going. That was a Friday night. And then I was saying something about going out Saturday night with my friends, you know, and if he wanted, he could join. So 
So he was like, yeah, for sure, I want to. That would happen um, pretty close to the time where we were going to, you know, head out a couple hours before or something. He said, well, actually, I have my daughter with me tonight, so how about you bring all your friends and we have fun on my boat? So that's when I brought a few of my friends, three, four friends, and he had a few friends too, and we had a really nice time together. And then I went home with my friends. Was the daughter there on the boat? Yes. Okay. How old? She's nine years old. So was it a pretty tame meeting, or was there a lot of drinking? It was pretty tame. Um, he, we took the, the boat out to, like, a restaurant type of place, but he was very responsible to, like, staying by his daughter. He didn't really leave her for more than a couple minutes. We, we all stayed, like, really close to the boat. And we, he introduced us to her, his daughter, so we all met her, and then, you know, we all had a really nice time. So now you've been out about three, four times? Yeah. Tell us about the next time, and was that when you had sex? I think so. I th- I th- what happened from there? And just take me up to where we are today. I think the next time we saw each other, we had sex, and I invited him over. Where did you go that next time? Did you have dinner? No. He was like, oh, I really want to see you tonight. He said to me, I really want to see you tonight. It was like a Monday. And I said to him, how about, and I said, how about we see each other tomorrow night? So I didn't want to see him that night, so I wanted to see him the next night. And then he said, oh, but I'm working. I'm working at the hospital. I'm going to be out only after 11 p.m. So I said, that's okay. You can come over. <laughs> you know, this sounds really bad. It's not the best. So what do you think you showed him with that? Well, I guess I was, for, I, looking back at it, I feel like it was, it was too quick. Like I just ran along with it and I should have really taken my time and been much more slow, slow with it. And sometimes it's not about the speed, it's about what happens. In other words, the invite at 11 o'clock It's a bit of a combination of, well, if that had happened four months into a relationship where you'd not had sex yet, that would be very different if he had been consistent during those four months, correct? Yeah. I mean, looking back, I think it was way too soon of me to do it. Like, I, I see it as a mistake. But what happened after that? After that, he kept in touch. I mean, he called me once a week about, so we had like three good phone calls. And then, so maybe he called me or something. I think the next time I saw him was him telling me, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at this and this place with my friends if you'd like to join. So also I showed up my time because, you know, it wasn't like anything very official. So I just showed up. Um, you know, I just, we, we, we saw each other and I met friends and I dancing with his friend's wife. I was with a couple friends too. And then, you know, and then we, we went home separately. Okay. And then a few days later, he texted, oh, how about we catch up and meet up later for, maybe we meet up later for a drink. Is this the Wednesday night you're talking about in the intro? Mm-hmm. And what happened? And first I was a little bit confused because 
I mean, I didn't really know how to respond to like, oh, maybe we meet later for a drink. I could have said, what time were you thinking or something like that. But I was like, I knew I had a busy day and I didn't really care to like clear out my schedule to meet him. So I kind of just wanted to turn it down. But I was a little bit confused as to like why he like asked it in that way, I guess to keep it casual, last minute, same day. And you've not heard from him since? And the next day, he said, okay. I said, um, oh, today's a bit hectic. Hopefully, we can meet on the weekend. And he said, okay, keep in touch. Meaning, when, mostly when he didn't text me, I didn't text him first for the most part. So I thought he was, like, being very aware of that and being like, okay, like, well, I asked you if you wanted to go for a drink tonight. And I guess, you know, just keep in touch. You'll be the one next time you know, to initiate or something. I just felt like that was his mindset, you know, which I wasn't going to go along with. So the next day was Thanksgiving, and he did send me, like, a happy Thanksgiving gift. And what did you do with that? So I sent a gift back, and I never heard, like, it was a little joke that I wrote, and then, like, I never heard from him again. Was the joke sexual? No, it was basically, it was, a, it was a, a dancing, someone had like a dancing turkey on their head with sunglasses on the turkey. Mm-hmm. And he happened to have like the same shape sunglasses on the last time I saw him, even though it was like a nighttime, but he just like, it was goofy. He had these sunglasses on that looked the same. So I just wrote like as a joke, like, oh, this was you the other night. And he didn't respond to that? But he didn't even respond nothing like zero okay so now we get to it and i'm sorry that happened because that must be quite hurtful well it's 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 like it's more it is what it is i'm not at the point where i expected too much to like really be disappointed you know i also sometimes i expect from myself more and when i don't you know live up to it so I'm kind of like, okay, like, I did this to myself in a way. I feel that way. But but I also think, you know, maybe this was going to be his mindset anyway. Not, it doesn't really matter what I would have done. I mean, there's both to it. There's both sides. Okay. So I'm glad you came on today. I do want to give you my take, and hopefully that will give you the clarity you're seeking, and tell you what you can expect from here and go through what you might want to do in order to have any shot of setting this right. We'll do that in a moment. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future, in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of Seasons 1, 2, and 3 in a categorized list by age and relationship status, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, Relationship Evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. 
Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman, because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So we're back with 35-year-old Shanna, who has been dating 47-year-old Paul, who pretty much ghosted her after a Thanksgiving text that she sent in reply to his. So, Shanna, if we go back, I can give you what I feel are the bit of the missteps that you might be second-guessing. Would that be helpful? Sure. Okay. So the first meeting went really well. You did what I suggest by going for a drink, just a drink and not dinner. It sounds like he was smitten and he texted you right after pretty much with positive energy whereby you knew he wanted to see you again. Is that right? Yes. The second time he asked you out was on his boat, whereby you would be going out on his boat alone. Is that right? Yes. So that was the first misstep, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I believe it. Okay. And for those listening who don't understand why that would be, because it sounds like a very nice offer, there's a couple of things. First, we never want to show a man that we will put ourselves in any compromising situation. And that definitely is. In other words, you met this man once and you are trusting to go out in a boat alone. Anything could happen. The most prolific of killers even are the most charming They know how to be charming to get what they want. You could have been raped. You could have been dumped over the side of the boat. I mean, we're going to hyperbole here, but it's not out of the realm. And yes, you're using your instinct. You can tell he's normal. Everything's kosher. Uh, It sounds like he might be a doctor or other kind of medical professional. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking, well... It's not going to be a problem. The problem isn't even that. If we take that away from the equation, which it's a big part of it, we have to always be mindful of our safety. The most important part of it is what we are showing him. And we're showing the man psychologically a number of things that we don't want to show him up front. And that is, I'm a bit naive, I'm an easy mark, or you might get something because I'm that easy, or yes, I'm impressed by the offer, so I'll gladly accept it, rather than be a worthy opponent, which a worthy opponent, it's like, oh, Paul, that's a lovely offer. And at some future point, that might be a lovely thing to see your boat, but I'd be comfortable doing something on land and in public. That automatically raises his respect level. 
and you're showing him that you are in the category we want to always keep ourselves in from the very first time we meet, we talk on the phone, even in our pictures for online dating. And that is what you've heard me talk about here, being in the Madonna category of Freud's Madonna whore dichotomy, meaning you are more on the Mother Mary side than on the Jezebel side. You're a girl for a relationship, not just for fun. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then we go from there, which is the next time was with the child on the boat with the friends. Is that right? No, after that, we went to like a, a social bar where we played ping pong and then I went home. Ah, okay. So you did a lot of things right, meaning you went home. But here's the problem that I heard, and maybe I'm wrong here, so correct me if I am, that you suggested it rather than him calling and asking you for dinner. Yeah, I, he reached out, but I suggested what we were going to do. He always goes with like, oh, we'll meet for a drink or something like that. So I suggested the place. I said, oh, I'll challenge you for ping pong. Was it a little confusing for you that he asked again for a drink? I guess. I mean... It actually should have been. And it's a bit of a red flag. Mm -hmm. You see, he was not that serious from the get-go. Right. Any man who would be serious about courting you would be asking you for dinner. Mm -hmm. We don't really know because we didn't give it a shot from the get-go because of the boat trip. Right. So for everyone listening, you see how it feeds on the time before. And once we get into the category, it's tough to get out of it. And the smallest of indicators for the category, the man runs with. Because men don't date for anything other than this. And this is from an enormous study about what men date for. And we can make no mistake. Men date for the possibility of short term sexual encounters. That is the raison d'etre of men dating. And when we know that, we know how we have to handle ourselves from the outset. And like you said, it may not have made any difference, but you would have found out earlier and before sex. But here's the salient point. We guide men to wanting more. This is how relationships occur because men tend to be on the fence about it. Now, we don't know with him whether he's even truly signed, sealed, delivered, divorced for how long. We don't know a lot, but let's say for the sake of this argument that he is really free. Yes, he has young children, but he is really free. If from the start... That means after that first meeting, you set the bar really high through the pursuit is how a man actually falls in love through pursuing your time, attention, and affection in the right way is how he falls. And we have to be so careful. This isn't fair at all. It's not a fair deal at all because 
of what I always say, which is very important to keep in your mind when dating. What we do with him, he thinks we would do, could do, or are doing with all men. And so when we show that we meet him once, and then the next time we put ourselves in a compromising position, and then we show ourselves to be very casual about our time and the attention we give. And then, of course, we go even further. And basically that invite, when you said not tonight, but tomorrow come over after 11, you kind of sealed the deal. Yeah. So that kind of explains it. And I hope that gives you some clarity as to what's going on. And what's really awful here is that he is treating you extremely casually and why there was nothing after the gift you sent on Thanksgiving. Right. So he was texting almost every day. Now it stopped and he is showing you clearly what's going on. Now, it doesn't mean that he won't be back. He could be, depending. But... If he's got a lot going on, he's a good-looking guy, he's got the boat, he fancies himself pretty well, does he? I would I would assume. He wants to make it very clear as well that he's not looking for anything more with you. Yeah. So we want to look at this under a lens of what you do should he come back and what you even could attempt although I don't think it would be a very good idea to attempt anything. Right. But when I'm working with anyone, and even in one coaching call, I always like to give a choice. But we definitely want to look at what you do should he text again. Um, yeah, I was, one, I was wondering how, how I should respond if, if he texts me again. I don't think I would text him first. Um, not like I wouldn't let my pride do it this time around but if he would text me I, I i was wondering how i should respond okay i'm glad you said that i don't think it would be good for you to text first nothing good will come of that yeah and it will solidify the message that he received even though that wasn't the one you intended to send which is i'm just for fun right before we do that, I want to ask about your situation. You say you have two children? Three. Three. And how long have you been divorced or unpartnered? What's going on there for you? I separated when my daughter, my second child, was a newborn. And then I had another child a few years later out of out of marriage, no marriage. We never really lived together. It was a co-parenting from the beginning with my third. And we co-parent well. Um, I mean, everything's smooth right now. There's no drama. The schedule is um, set. Everything like, is working out. And where is the father of the older two, a previous husband? Yeah, previous husband. He lives a few minutes away, a few minute drive. And he helps you with those children? Yeah. So do you want to be married again? I believe I do. I, I really do enjoy raising my kids. And I happen to be working with kids also 
most of most of these years and I'm very relationship driven I want to have you know a, um, I strive for for a relationship and um, and maybe even having more kids okay so tell me what you think now that we kind of laid out what a man gleans from actions like you took why you might be taking the actions you took and not striving for more and raising the bar yeah i mean it's something that was in my mind too so a lot of times it takes more than just knowing you know certain things and then sometimes we know things but we act differently than what we know so i'm really i'm really aware of that and striving to embody those things that i know like i i know i shouldn't have ran along with the with the way it, it just went and i ran along with it and i let him kind of lead certain things and i i believe like i feel like i knew i shouldn't have done certain things and you know now maybe regret it but i not sure you know how it happens that i know something and i tell myself something i guess practice can helps too you know so every relationship i've had i i do see growth from other relationships or encounters um i learned from from each one of them but then when it happens again you know because women are are in general we're pickier and we have a harder time you know finding some someone that we like and we're attracted to and then when it happens we kind of like forget kind of like slips our mind i don't know for me maybe i don't have you know enough enough practice or you know i kind of go more from relationship to relationship and then you know try to learn and grow from it but then when i meet someone new i get excited from as if everything flies out my brain and i and it doesn't even make a lot of sense because it's it's self sabotage in the end of the day i'm so glad that you are articulating that for yourself i'm going to add a layer onto it because you are very on track what you're speaking to is the difference between your intellect and your subconscious programming. Mhm. And there's something there in your earliest programming of what love is and if you follow me here, you know my work, that is the programming you got about your worthiness, your lovability, your value how you need to show up in order to get love and keep it which is done from birth to age 7 when we are in theta brainwave and being programmed of what love is by knowing that our mere survival depends on being the quote unquote love interest for two people mom and dad mhm and at that time on our subconscious mind we are programmed to do what we feel we need to do and show up how those two people need and want us to show up 
so that they give us attention and love. And for a child from birth to age seven, there is no difference between love and attention. What I mean by that is any kind of attention is deemed love in the subconscious mind, even if it's negative attention. Yeah. So given that, your subconscious, and for everyone's, is infinitely stronger, I mean infinitely stronger, than your intellectual mind. And what you're speaking to is that you know how to show up with men. Everything we outlined here, you said you already knew, you knew it. I wasn't giving you anything you didn't know. I was just reiterating and kind of clarifying what you already knew, but you knew it intellectually. Subconsciously, you were pulled. Yeah. And that pull is so incredibly strong. It makes us extremely anxious to go against the pull. And we might not even identify it as anxiety, but it's the it's the worry. I won't hear from him again. He doesn't want that. If I don't say yes, he's not going to ask me out again. I'm going to miss my chance. I should just go. Why not? Then you start intellectualizing it and giving yourself all kinds of outs to do something that your subconscious is pulling you to do, even though you know it's not the best idea. Right. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. The only way we rectify that is by overriding our subconscious programming so that we embody the love experience we know intellectually we deserve. And that takes intention and some time and consistent repetition to do it so that you know completely, fully, overriding the negative programming that you have to please in order to be loved, to get attention. Because if that is there, then you can do the strategies on the other hand with men that we know have the best chance of working and you won't feel the anxiety. Because there were a number of things. The boat was one. Coming with the friends, with the daughter there, was also another. And here's what I mean by that. We want to show a man that we are wife and mother material. And when he asks us that early on, when we are not in a completely committed relationship, heading towards something solid, that we don't involve the children at all. And here's what that looks like. Oh, Paul, that's a such a fun idea. But you know, being a mom myself, if your daughter is there, I don't want to be part of any kind of confusion in that way. And I am very protective of children, and I feel it would be much better for us to get to know each other apart from our children first. And if there's going to be anything here, it would be way down the road before introducing. Certainly, I feel that way about my children to anyone because their little lives need to be completely projected from adult stuff. They are so smart, and they get a lot. And 
I don't want to be confusing or hurtful to any child. Now, you may think, oh my God, he's going to think I'm telling him how to be a parent, criticizing his choice. But if he's any kind of guy looking for a real relationship with someone who might be integral to his life and his children, wow, you just wowed him. Yeah. I'm an advocate for truly for your own children until a man is going to be in your life for the long run you don't ever involve him with your children yeah they don't have to meet him they don't have to know about mom's love life at all i mean at all anything related to that for children is negative that's another part of it back to why you feel this like push-pull it's like having a devil on your shoulder and an angel on your shoulder. The angel is your intellect. Your intellect knows and is the angel trying to guide you. And the devil is your subconscious in this case because your subconscious wants to keep you in the known and wants the replication of the experience of love. And that is the programmed experience of love in you that if you are giving, being what that love interest wants, you will get the attention and the love that you want. Mm -hmm. Does that ring true? Yeah. So great. Because this is the start then for you. Because when we change that, we change everything with the experience with any man who comes into our life. You change that and you are golden because then you can easily do the strategies that we're talking about. And so now we want to get to the strategies. I know I just glossed over all that you would need to be doing to work on that subconscious. I talk about that in podcasts. I do that with my work with my clients. There's all manner of ways we can do that. It's consistent, mindful work, sleep meditations, because we open ourselves up in theta state twice a day for a very short period of time before sleep and between the sleep and waking state in the morning. So sleep meditations, I have a whole host of people I recommend for that. You can make your own affirmations, defining for yourself exactly what the programming is. And that takes some time and intention to do that. But it can turn around very quickly, very quickly. And then we do the strategies that work with men to show them, I have a very high self-concept. I'm to be valued. I'm in the Madonna category. I'm a woman for a relationship, not just to have fun with. Yeah. So now we get to what you do, if and when he texts back. And I believe that he will. Do you? Uh, yeah, may, m very well be so. And you need to be ready. If you could guess, what do you think, I mean, you've interacted with him in text and so forth. What do you think he would text if he comes back around? He'll either say something about, wow, haven't heard from you in a while, or I've been busy. Let's catch up. 
maybe grab a drink. I see. Okay. So if that's the text, does that mean that you were reaching out to him? No, I, I'm not going to reach out to him. No, not that you're going to. Were you ever? Uh, yeah, a couple times, a few times. Okay, so that has to change. And that's really hard because everything in our society is saying, you know, you feel like reaching out, just reach out. I actually tried my best not to, but I, I, I would say a few times I did reach out first. And that, again, is coming from your subconscious. You felt compelled to, or I better, or he won't think I like him, or he won't text me, or, correct? What were the thoughts? I just thought maybe, oh, he reached out for the last two times. It won't be such a big deal if I reach out. Right. And you want to thwart that at every moment. Yeah. No matter if the man says, oh, you don't reach out, or, you know, you can text me. This is where you're just vague. And you say, oh, yeah, I, I know. That's it. He's got to do it. Never elaborate. Nope. Nope. You're showing him. Remember, men relate via action, not verbalization. So it's very simple. What you text if you want to possibly write this and see if there's any real interest on his part. Okay. When he texts you anything like that, you simply wait several hours minimally and text back. Hi, Paul. Wondering what I'm going to tell Shauna she needs to text back. Should Paul text her again? In the rest of this episode, I outline what Shauna can say that will give her the best possibility of Paul reconsidering her for a possible relationship rather than someone just for fun. And because I want you to get the results you desire with your current or future Mr. Right, I invite you to check out the 8020 Wonder Club, where you can hear the rest of this episode with Shanna and so much more. The 8020 Wonder Club is an exclusive membership-only club of the Make Him Wonder podcast, where you'll get over 150 ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Unfiltered coaching conversations like this one, with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. The 8020 Wonder Club includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly video series of mindset and mechanics practices for you to do at your own pace. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time or save by committing to a 6- or 12-month membership. And not only will you save by committing to more, you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience with me where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date and time anytime during your 12 months, and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life. Check it out at the 8020wonder.club and join us, as that is the only way you'll be able to hear what I tell Shanna is best to text Paul. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way to have the divine right results you want in your relationship, or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now 
802-THE-8020WONDER.CLUB. That's the8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.